0: Coffee podcast. podcast, podcast with coffee about dogs and cats,
1: feline fine in episode nine. That's so cute, <laughs> and you can, we're in Grace's office, I'm sure you can hear the tinkly cat toys in the background, and we're getting to that time where it's getting close to Bon Appetit, we're really busy with Bon Appetit stuff, so we're just going to give you an office cat update, and then the rest of the episode is going to be excess material from the cat care coordinator, Kerrigan's previous episode we weren't able to share everything because we had talked for so long when we interviewed her
0: yeah so you'll get to learn even more about cats Mm -hmm. and we'll fill you in on our little kitty cats around here
1: grimy office cat update grimy
0: office cat update i have to share one thing i did not realize about fostering and i'm sure people who are listening who have fostered before have bumped into and if you have not fostered just a, a word to, warning, a warning to the wise. I don't know how to say that, but it was really hard to give up a foster. I was very sad. Polly is no longer our office kitty. Polly was listed as available for adoption and went to a home. Like a couple of hours day. later. Yep. So fast. People really wanted Polly, and I'm really Feeling the loss of Polly, we the goal is always to get them adopted, and the goal of fostering is to be short-term, but I was not prepared for the feelings of loss without having Polly. So that being said, just know that it's a little bit of a sensitive topic for me to talk about Polly. Do you think the, that because you had him longer than any other office cat, like the
1: longer that you foster, the more bond is built, or just some cats are just... You
0: know, a little I think, more
1: special in your heart. Than I think other. some
0: cats are just special. So he was my longest foster. I had him for 90 days. Um, but, you know, I had Taffy for about six weeks. I didn't have her nearly the same length of time. And she's the only one I wanted to keep. I didn't even really want to keep Polly forever. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about those special cats. Because, you know, we've got two in here and I love them dearly. And I'll probably have baby bones for a little bit of time. But I don't foresee or anticipate the same amount of loss. Mm -hmm. Maybe other fosters have a different input to that. That just surprised me. So I'm Mm going to just leave it vague on purpose about Polly because that's a sensitive topic for me that my cat's gone. And the
1: last time we were on here, we also were talking about Baby Crow, who wasn't available yet. That's true. So since then.
0: Baby Crow, that's true. So Baby Crow has been adopted. I'm going to recap back to Johnny Cash. He cleared some of his medical issues that he was going through. He got adopted. He got adopted the same day that he went on the adoption floor. And they've sent us a kitty update that he's doing really well in his new home, which is really cute. They renamed him Loki. Yay, Yay, Loki. So now I've got two new ones. Both of these were from Dr. Grace, the vet's office. She assigned me these two. I've got baby Ruth and baby Bones. And I'll tell you how this came about because this was pretty funny. Rachel called Dr. Grace's assistant. You know, she called me and she said, hey, I have a cat that's ready to be moved to foster but we need to keep her here she just has had an amputation so she's about four weeks old and she's only got three legs i said great you know absolutely i'll take her she said and johnny cash is ready to come back and i said yeah i don't mind taking two you know go ahead and she said well actually if you're willing to take multiple let me call you right back and then she come back she said there's another one we want you to take is it okay if i just bring them down Okay, sure, (laughs) I didn't know anything. So she brings down these two cats. She brings down a little four-week-old who has had an amputation because her bone was showing after being hit by a car and it was really gross. looked kind of like a little bone claw sticking out of her. Pa. and then baby Ruth they brought down named after Ruth Bader Ginsburg may she rest in peace baby Ruth came down after they discovered she's blind although magically she's getting her sight back slowly and surely she'd had a pretty good head injury she got hit in the parking lot at Chick-fil-A and so she'd lost her sight we've now realized she can see a few inches in front of her and she can tell the difference between light and dark so she can navigate pretty well she's uh, will probably be available for adoption next week sometime
1: Oh my god! I know. Oh,
0: She's about crazy. eight weeks old. Yeah, they're very cute together. Um, Ruth
1: is orange little tiger, and Bones is a little gray tiger. She's a lot smaller than Ruth, but they play together really well and mm-hmm. are just adorable. Kent, We've talked about him a few times and how he's... The smelly one. <laughs> Kent the smelly cat, but he's this beautiful, handsome, long-haired, white kitty who is very snuggly and soft. He is available now and has actually been moved out onto the adoption floor, so he's not in my office any longer. Most people are happy that some of the smell has vacated, <laughs> and I'm hoping someone will see him on the adoption floor because he's very, very handsome and loving and that he will get it home soon and then very soon like later today I'm getting two new office kittens again from the medical center special medical cases who each had a really badly infected eye possibly or probably from a really bad upper respiratory infection so I guess this is just an example of one of the things that can happen with an untreated upper respiratory infection which is why our medical staff is so good about getting on top of trying to treat that and it's a pretty common thing that cats can get one actually lost their eye it had to be removed it was so bad the other one seems to be the other cat has an eye that seems to be healing so they're going to try to save that eye so we've got to give them eye drops and they're about eight weeks old and also can use some socialization i don't know if they have names yet or not
0: um i thought they did they were a little bit witchy they were some of the spookier names and they're little tuxedos which is really cute. I really love Tuxedo Cats. And I really love that they have these gross, exploded eyes. <laughs> and me and I are about to learn a lot about eye wound care. Yep. So mm-hmm. that'll be part of our, our new gig around here. Yep, the new adventure. hmm Podcast but hosts and I. Cleaners. Experts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's
1: the office cat update. We will try to do something similar and short for next week with some kind of excess material from previous episodes. And then once Bon Appetit is over and we can breathe a little bit easier, we will get back to interviewing new
0: folks. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about Bon Appetit at all and just do a plug? I always want to talk about Bon Appetit. We're so excited. So by the time this airs, we'll be about four days away from when we need Orders in for watch parties. So if you have, you know, five to ten friends and you want to host them over at your house or at your office and watch the live stream together and eat delicious food, that would help us out a lot. So get in touch with me on that, or you can go to our website. We're really excited about the silent auction. The silent auction is free to register. It is open to anybody in the public. Anybody can view the silent auction items. Anybody can bid on the silent auction items. There is no cost to watch the live stream, and there is no cost to bid on the silent auction. The only cost there is if you win the silent auction item, then obviously your card gets charged for that. But all of the proceeds will help us out here, and we're really hopeful. We've been working away on this live stream. Emmy and I are learning a lot. Well, Emmy already knows about videography. I've learned a lot about videography. We've YouTubed a lot on how to do live streaming galas, and we think it's going to be so much fun. There's going to be laughter. There's going to be tears. (laughs) You're going to love animals. You'll feel very connected to helping hands so please please tune in next saturday october seventeenth, 7 p.m to 8 p.m
1: yes and our listenership has grown quite a bit in the last couple of episodes so the parting packs are for anyone who is in topeka city limits Shawnee shawnee county of kansas but if any of our listeners in other states or other countries want to watch our live gala you are more than welcome to sign on you can even register in bid in the silent auction and we would mail your items to you if you win any of them so that's kind of exciting we would love you to participate that's the fun thing about a virtual thing is people can participate from anywhere yes you're right
0: that is a good reminder for whatever's happened our listenership has grown we're so grateful hello all of you (laughs) we hope that we hope that we'll get to mail you some silent auction items that'd be really fun and cool be fun to see with the longest one. I have a friend who's going to be watching from Tokyo. So, so far that's our farthest, but if you're farther than that, let us know. Mm -hmm. We want to give a disclaimer to our listeners. We are not experts on cats. We like to think we're experts on cats because we spend a lot of time with cats. But, we're only here to share our experiences from the perspective of our shelter operations. So if you have questions, concerns about your cat or cat you fine, talk to your vet about specifics. I think it's such a it's a complex topic because so many we get it we do get a lot of calls from people who are like this cat's a nuisance, this cat drives me nuts, it poops in my yard, it teases my dog in the window, I don't want, these outdoor cats are a pain, and I think there's also a lot of fear of like, well there's these cats running around my neighborhood, and I hear cat fights all night long, and I think I'm going to hit one of them, and so it's a little bit of a controversial topic of outdoor cats who live in the city, but the reality is that that is okay, and that is, it's very common, so we bump into when we get cats that are brought in, we have to determine primarily are they an outdoor cat? Or are they somebody's cat who got out of their house and is now a stray? And sometimes it's hard to tell. Yeah. And we do our best, and that's where Kerrigan comes in. Did you want to expand more on
1: people that don't like having cats in their neighborhood and the arguments for why it's better to yeah. leave the ones that are there? There? A lot of people,
2: that, yeah, that don't like cats are worried their dog's going to get them, that kind of a thing. Unfortunately, there are no, like, city laws against it. People can have outdoor cats. Cats can roam. But it... They're living their best life kind of thing. A lot of times we ask people, are you feeding them? Have you ever fed them? Have you ever interacted with the cat? Because those friendly outside cats, as soon as you feed them or as soon as you pet them once, they're going to keep coming back. Because this is where they got fed, they got pet. A lot of times we tell them, if you just ignore the cat, do not feed them, you know, just completely leave them alone, they're going to move on. They're going to find somebody down the block or down the street or wherever that's going to feed them. It's kind of
1: tough. I mean, they can always... At this point, we, just, we have a community where feral mm-hmm. cats live, and yeah. just scooping up some of them mm-hmm. and euthanizing them isn't going to get rid of the entire population. No. It, cats can breed at
2: pretty high rates i think they they can be like really young when they first can get pregnant and then they typically have four to six babies per litter and they can have several litters a year so just periodically trapping one or two or three cats here and there really doesn't do anything the biggest thing is spaying and neutering and you can have i mean just colonies of cats they're gonna help keep mice and rats and snakes and all kinds of stuff like away from your house but when they're spayed and neutered they don't keep reproducing and adding more and adding more and so it's kind of a tough thing because you know it's expensive to get your pets spayed and neutered sometimes we're lucky because we do have the topeka community cat fix that they, they go out and they trap cats they work with k-state to get them spayed and neutered and vaccinated and then they release them
1: And a lot of times if you have, or this is something that I've heard repeated, if you have some fixed cats or colony near you, they're going to keep other Mm -hmm. random stray cats away. And almost, I feel like every neighborhood I've walked through in Topeka, you see a cat running around here and there. So they're kind of, they're here to stay. everywhere. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And yeah, typically when you have a colony or like a couple cats that have really settled in an area, they kind of claim that area and it'll help keep other strays away that I mean they might accept other cats into their colony and that could potentially make it grow but they they really do like claim their territory and the cats have like scent glands in their cheeks and their feet i think back of their neck kind of area um, and so they're always rubbing on things and marking that scent and it lets the other cats know like this is somebody else's territory i should they're probably like steer clear um, the best thing you can do is
1: ignore them if you don't want yeah, them yeah if you don't have, want
2: them around just don't feed them uh-huh don't pet them. That, yeah, like just leave them be. Uh, if you know somebody down the block that maybe wants to start feeding them, you can you can some, you can ask somebody down the block, yeah. Hey, you want to start feeding some cats, <laughs> and, and then hopefully they'll just kind of shift on down. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's tough, and unfortunately, a lot of them do end up in the shelter. And if I don't have placement for barn cats, and we still can't handle them. They do unfortunately get euthanized. We've been really working hard at finding barn cat people and getting them placed, but sometimes they're just either too feral, they're really bad, and then you also run into different diseases, feral cats, are more likely to have like fiv feov and those you can't put back out especially not as outside cats because it is transmitted through like bite wounds and they're more likely to fight outside and then you kind of just end up with a lot of cats with fiv or that kind of a thing and mm-hmm. it it sucks but gotta yeah gotta be done sometimes and
0: yeah, and I mean, I think that's a good point because we, I mean, we've talked about on here before, we be vulnerable and talk about euthanasia and talk about our reasons for it and why we do it, and I think that... Cat disease, cat communicable disease, outdoor cats who are maybe not safe to interact mm-hmm. with humans. And the other thing that you bring up a good point is that we, do you find, I see it in shelter buddies sometimes, but I'm not sure on specifics, but do you find that cats who have been outdoors or lived outdoors tend to have maybe a little bit more severe injuries that come in? Maybe they have larger amounts of worms potentially mm-hmm. hit by a car, things like that that would be humane yeah. to, inhumane to try and...
2: It really varies. A lot of times you'll find those outside cats, they're gonna have, you know, the scars. Like, the male cats, you can almost always tell, like, a male tom cat because they have those big, just fat faces and really (laughs) thick necks and they, they typically have more scars. I think a lot more of it is probably gonna be your house cats that escape that get hit by cars because they don't know to fear those things and they don't really know what they're doing outside. A lot of feral, feral cats are typically more nocturnal. They hide during the day. They really don't approach people. They don't want that contact. It's kind of, it's really interesting and I'm trying Mm -hmm. to find more like official research on it. Mm -hmm. A lot of your people... Cats mm-hmm. that have been around people and been around humans, those are the ones that are going to make eye contact, meow, and, I mean, they might be, like, terrified and hiding and still, you know, yeah. they're, they're not coming to you, but they might meow at you, or chirp or that kind of thing, while your feral cats are just going to be like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just no. <gone. laughs> just. Yeah, just
0: gone. Yeah, that's an interesting point, yeah. is how house cats would be so uncomfortable outdoors mm-hmm. that they wouldn't do just your basic living stuff. And so yeah. if a cat looks like he's, you know,
1: well Does cared little for, little long- oh. he's, yeah, yeah,
0: that he probably is, because he's used to being outside and mm-hmm. probably doesn't mind doing those basic daily thing you know, living activities outside. Yeah.
1: yeah. Something else that Someone told me, or I learned somewhere that just made so much sense to me, one of the big differences between dogs and cats is dogs are like this predator creature that's very confident, like, don't really have much to worry about. Cats can be prey to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like feral cats are living that mm-hmm. life of a prey-type animal that's yeah. not going to be, like, out in the sunlight, just like, hey, here I am. They're good yeah. at creeping around That's and protecting yeah.
2: They themselves. They stay kind of to themselves. They That's when they, you know, their tails are obviously something that can easily be grabbed and used against them. So a lot of times they keep them kind of curled around their body. They do a lot of like the slinking movements where they're Mm -hmm. really low to the ground. But yeah, it is, it is, it is quite interesting because cats can be prey for a lot (laughs) of animals and they themselves prey upon
0: Smaller things, so they're both predator. Um, yeah,
2: they yeah, they're a little bit of a bit of
0: both. One thing Kerrigan also does here at the shoulder is microchipping. Mm-hmm. Kerrigan does the microchipping of the cats and kittens. Mm-hmm. Um, she microchipped my kitten. Thank you, Kerrigan, for doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, we have. So I was thinking about this as we're talking about you know the differences. So we have in my neighborhood quite a few community cats. We have a lot of cats that roam, but there's a couple that come by and they have a little. Their little collar says, "My name is such and such. I'm indoor/outdoor." And then on the back, it's like, "This is where I live." if I'm bothering you and I think that's really cool I really like that like so when it comes up to me it doesn't have a bell Mm -hmm. so it doesn't like give it away as far as being you know a a pray mm-hmm. to something else but I think like well that's great I'm going to leave you alone because you've now identified yourself I don't mm-hmm. I don't have to, the work of figuring out where you belong or you're who' you are. if you're going to be okay yeah or thinking like are you going to get hit by a car because you don't know what a car is mm-hmm. all you know um or are you okay out here all that's taken away because it has some type of identification mm-hmm. um and I really appreciate that and so I just want to make a little bit of a plug of if you need your cats microchipped or have some type of identification even if they're outdoor so mm-hmm. that we can get them back to the proper neighborhood Call us, because Kerrigan does do those microchips. uh,
2: I mean, we've had a couple cats come in. I remember, I think I was working in intake, but I do remember this poor Persian that was so just matted Mm. and gross and just looked like he'd had a really rough time for a while. And he came in and was microchipped, and we were able to call his owner, and he'd been missing for a year, which is... Insane for a Persian to be outside yeah, for a year and right? survive because their their faces uh, don't. Like, I know not they not for yeah they're like, not made for being outside. I can't, yeah, I can um, imagine him but, hunting mice. Yeah, and she thing. came in to get him and was like, "Oh my gosh, what happened?" And That's a miracle. Going right to the groomer. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I'm and so, so I mean, it does the microchips do work? Mm-hmm. We've had a couple of them that, yeah, not as many as dogs, but. I work. think people are, are getting a little bit more into microchipping their cats. Mm-hmm. I mean, we offer, if you adopt a cat from us, it's a $10 microchip. We register it for you. There's no upkeep fees or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty good deal. And then when we do like our microchip specials and stuff at our big events, we, we do get a few people that will bring their cats in, and it's going mean, to be kind of traumatizing for them sometimes, but... They so get going to bed getting to a shot, but it's good. Yeah, it's good for them good, in the long run. Exactly. If they ever get out and somebody picks them up, you can get in contact with them. So it yeah, it's it's getting
1: there. All right, well, thank you for listening. Just a friendly reminder if you need it, we're all in this together.
0: or we, we are all in this together
1: to see if you wanted to give a sign off baby Ruth and get really close can we hear you purring? she's So cute yeah. okay, I need to shake my coffee microphone no, 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 no. make any weird mine. noises you need to make <gasps> <Whoa. laughs> let me shake my coffee all over this carpet it's fine Hi, we're pulling it up for the kitten nursery anyway